you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're really glad to be back with you. Oh, the whole country's been in a heat wave, especially the West. It's been very concerning for Northern California. And if you're from Northern California and you've got horses, I feel for you. We even went to um, have some fun. We're not big casino people, but we go a couple times a year and play a little bit. We even went to a casino, and beautiful casino, a non-smoking casino, which is rare to find. But it was back on this road. Was it called the Barona? Yeah. It's a nice yeah. casino, Barona. And, and we went back on this road, and it was just so dry, it felt just like it could ignite on its own from how dry it was, which is sad. I grew up in Southern California a lot. Being a Phoenician, we were over there as our playground and we got in the casino and I said to Dane, there's only one road out of here. So if there was a big canyon fire, we'd be in big trouble. We parked our truck so we could leave quickly and everything. By the way, I lost $500 there. (laughs) He's not a good gambler. And then we went to another casino after that. And you won it all back. And I won $500. And one dollars and seventy six cents. And we left while the getting was good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not big gamblers, and he likes the slots, and I love the machine roulette. And I like the machine roulette because I can use my intuition, which is a little bit of today's call. And then also because I can sit there and relax. And I don't know, I find it very relaxing. And I'm always up. I always win. He's never seen me walk out of a casino not winning. Well, I was down after the casino whole thing at the roulette. I was down a hundred bucks and it bothered me a lot. And so I said, I've never left a casino down. I don't want to set a precedent in my whole life. I've never left having lost money in a casino. And so I cashed out and I thought, well, I'm just better to like stop it now, stop it at the 100. And I was putting the ticket back in my wallet and I had a $1 bill, one $1 bill in my wallet. Now I know, how many times have you left a casino and you spend that last dollar just to say goodbye to it, right? So I said to him, what the heck, I'm going to do one a $1. So we walk over to a machine I put the $1 in. You watched me do it. You stood right I did, there. I did. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was one of those machines that when you hit a certain thing, it automatically gives you more free spins. How many free spins did I get? You had like 53 or something. 50, yeah, 53 yeah, yeah. free spins. I walked out with what? Like 134. Yeah, 134. Yeah. Up 34 bucks. <laughs> I was very happy. So it's it's not about the money, but I don't like to leave losing. So that, <laughs> that was a big one for me. And you don't either. That was like, yeah. what? I was so was sad after funny. losing that money. <laughs> <laughs> but it did take us all afternoon. And it was fun. It was hot. And so it was a nice thing to be in the air conditioning and just kind of be there in, in, that, in that area too. So that, w- that was always good. So I had a thought... I. People ask if we script these. Oh my gosh, no, we don't script them at all. I think you can tell that really. But I do come up with topics, different ideas and topics. And I had someone email to me and she said, I want you to tell the story and talk about manifesting because 
she sees me as, well, a lot of my friends do, as being extremely successful at manifesting things that I go for in life. So I want to cover manifesting today. And I want to say kind of a lot about it, but also some of the psychology behind it and some ways that you as a listener could apply it. So I want to tell the story today that I've told you one time. I'm not going to tell it at the top of the podcast, but of how I manifested you, the love of my life. Yeah. So I'm going to tell that story because there's... We both f- we both won on that one. We did. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. But it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, I want to find the my right person. You know, I'm looking for my person. And so whoever that may be, and in in my work... I'm always working with people to say, if you know yourself, the better you know yourself, the more self-awareness you have, the healthier you are in your own love of yourself and your self-esteem, it's like water rising to its own level. So the healthier a person becomes, they attract a much more healthy person. And the more awareness you have, you attract a better, truer partner. So gosh, I was 48, I think, when we met, and I had done a lot of personal work and had been a therapist for a long time and had made my mistakes in relationships. And I feel like I attracted uh, incredible water at my own level. And I love, yeah. and I love you. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm at your level. Oh, yes, you are. Good grief. <laughs> you, it, you excel in your areas. I excel in mine. And together we make the yin and yang, right? So yeah. it's all in there. But let me start by just saying a little bit about what the word manifestation even means. I think that some people see it as a word that means I magically make something happen or the person magically makes something happen. I disagree with that. I believe the power of the mind and the power of focusing the mind on what we want and what we hope to achieve and what our capacity can do aligns everything with your brain, with the universe, with all that is in making it happen if you take action. If you're not willing to take action, there's no manifestation of just like gifting yourself in the world. You have to have that intention behind it. And so I don't see it as magic. And one of the pieces that I work with people on is something called the RAS part of the brain. So it's actually a system in the brain It's called reticular activation system, but we just call it the RAS. So the RAS is sort of like the delete key on your computer keyboard because we're bringing in thousands and thousands of pieces of information every moment of every day. Your brain is remembering to have you breathe. It's sensing the temperature that your body is and the temperature of the room you're in. It's picking up colors. If I say to you right now, look around wherever you are and see everything that you can that is red, you're going to look around and all of a sudden you're going to notice red things in your environment. If I say, now close your eyes and tell me something that was green, you're like, I don't know, or blue, I don't know, you know, because that's not what you were focused on. You were focused on that and your brain reticular activation system delete key just deletes everything else. So it's a little bit like, um, I remember a million years ago, I wanted a Grand Cherokee Jeep with a black leather interior and I wanted the gold that came out this year. It was a long time ago, but they came out with this gold that looked like jewelry. It was really a pretty gold. And so I was needed a new car and I was thinking that's what I wanted to have. So 
I went sort of looking at the dealerships and looking around town. I kept seeing them in other colors and I kept thinking, and pretty soon I started seeing more of them in this gold color. I bought mine and then I saw a lot of them in the gold and I wasn't happy about that because I wanted this distinctive car like we all do when we buy a car. And the truth of it is there were no more gold Jeep Grand Cherokees before or after when I bought one. No more before, no more after. My brain had simply said she doesn't need to see all these other vehicles. She doesn't need to pay attention to those. She wants to pay attention to this one, the gold, the black interior. So the more specific we are about what we want to bring to ourselves, the more detailed and specific and honest with ourselves and true and like really, really clear, that allows the brain to see it in the world, find it in the world and encourages you to take steps toward it. So actually manifestation is a beautiful function of the human brain and and the heart and the spirit and all of the intention and action combined. So that's that's how I manifest things. I'll tell you a funny story. You want a funny story first before yeah. the story about you? We're sitting, this is before I knew you. We had, I had bought my place in Boulder, that big, beautiful house that you moved into later, but the Italian house, big, beautiful house. Still had boxes everywhere. Had my dear friend Donna over with me. And we're sitting on the sofa and it's kind of hot. And I said to her, oh, I just need somebody to ring the doorbell and say, hey, I clean stalls for a living. Do you, would you like to hire me to clean your barn? <laughs> because I had a lot of unpacking to do and a whole business to start and everything else. So I, that's what I wanted. I'm not kidding. I said, I just want, I want him to ring the doorbell and say, you know, I live or work close by. Your barn doesn't look too big or intimidating. You probably need a part-time guy. I can slide through here and do them every day. I mean, I got specific and we're just drinking a bottle of water and leaning back on my sofa, trying to talk ourselves into unpacking boxes. And the doorbell rang and she looked at me. No way. <laughs> well, I don't know. So I go and open the door as the first guest at my house, right? I open the door, go, hi, can I help you? And he told me in kind of broken English and my broken Spanish, we communicated together. And he said, I work at the big ranch at the end of the street. And I was wondering if you're going to hire anybody to take care of your horses in your barn. <laughs> I said, woohoo. So he worked for me for about the first six months so I could get settled, get moved in and do all of that. Well, I came back and I sat on the sofa and and I told Donna who it was and what happened. And she looked at me and she says, I just have one question. And I go, what's that? She goes, could you start manifesting maybe some strawberry ice cream delivered to the front door? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I'm good, but I'm not that good. So I'm going to wait off. But yeah, it was, it was a good moment. And I've done a lot of manifesting of everything from uh, horses, some around my daughter's illness, wanting certain things to turn out a certain way. And, you know, just a, a lot of different things on that. And I, I, I really believe that for most people, they look at manifesting as something that is um, outside of their capability. And I believe that as human beings, we have a tremendous capacity, our brain, our beingness, our souls, everything about us. We have this incredible unlimited capacity and then we have our productivity and it's really if you want to accomplish something in life and be successful in something in life it's taking that measurement between my productivity 
and my capacity on a regular basis and not to be difficult with yourself or critical of yourself, but instead to remind yourself, I have this tremendous capacity. I tell my students when I'm teaching a class on focus and I tell them, if I had, well, I'll tell you, because you don't, you don't speak any second language, right? English. Right. I barely speak English. <laughs> I was just going to say that myself. And then I was like, Melissa, be nice, be nice. You speak Southern. <laughs> you speak Southern. Very cutely, too. So, okay. So if, if I said to you in the real world, if I said to you, look, I have a million dollars cash. And you could see it. It was like in cash, $100 bills, and it's sitting on my desk, and it's a million dollars cash. And I said to you, if you can be fluent in Italian, you can be fluent in Italian 30 days from now, this million dollars is yours, right? Right. Do you believe you could be fluent in Italian? I'm on it. You're on it. You're going to work on it, right? (laughs) So you would do whatever it took, like not go to work, not mow the lawn, not do anything else. Just say, I am learning Italian. You might find an Italian friend that would help you with it. You might become more immersive. You might, you know, if you knew for sure you got that million in cash, that somebody was going to pay you that any of us have the capacity to learn some terribly difficult foreign language, even though our brain tells us really 30 days, I don't think I could be bilingual in 30 days in Italian. That's your limiting belief. The truth is you can, you have to want it. You have to see it. You have to immerse yourself in it, go after it, take action on it, all of that. That's the difference between productivity and capacity. Now I'm going to rat you out to our audience for a second. You, you, well, no, it's not bad, but you did buy, you suckered in for buying one of those systems online. It's a, it's a good system, Babbel. It's a good system, but did you stick with it? No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's taking the time. It's, it's one, it's being motivated, right? To do it. It wasn't that important. There wasn't a million dollars involved either. (laughs) That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, and it sounds like you're very money motivated. The joke is of people who know you really well, money is not your motivator. Right. I can't say publicly what your motivator is, <laughs> what your motivator is, but it's not money. So yeah, I, mean, I could bribe you with something you'd really learn Italian fast for. So, so that's really in manifestation for any of you that are interested in manifesting something. It's really developing your vision developing your language around it. There's a a part of the brain that is, that actually some people watched Fritz Perls when he did his gestalt and back in the very early days of gestalt. And they wondered how he was so effective with clients. And as they were watching him several times with several clients, they began to notice that he was extremely articulate with certain words. And so they realized some of the wording he was using was affecting some of the change with the client. And they developed something from that called neuro-linguistic programming or NLP. So NLP comes from Gestalt. And in NLP, it's talking about the power of words, like saying, I hope this will happen. That's not manifesting. If you say, I hope this will happen. I hope that will happen. I'm hoping for this. I'm dreaming of that. That's not manifesting. The action word that has to be there is I intend, or I I will make this happen, or my actions I will take to create this are. Those are the way that you manifest and have your brain really on board. Didn't I do a vision board with you when we were dating? When we were first together, I think you just moved in. Yeah, and I did the vision board. Just, That's what I thought. Yeah, just based on 
She wants to do this stupid board, so hey. I'm going to go ahead and do the stupid board. You didn't want to do the board? Well, I, I did didn't it know for that. our relationship, Aww. more or less. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't want to do it. You were but, pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, I ended up looking at the board about five years later, and holy smoke, like so many things came about that I had put on the vision board. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I'm a true believer now. I, yeah. feel, I feel validated. I feel validated. Yeah. So you you and I are on my board. It's in this office. It's ready to bite me somewhere close. And, uh, oh, it's right there outside. So um, I do them all the time. So right. you, you need to do another one because that was a long time ago. That was probably 16 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But you ago. just kind of go with my vision, don't you? You just kind of roll with the flow. Yep. yep. I like that. Don't do your own. I like it, though. <laughs> It's all mine. That's nice. But yeah, it does work. And people ask about that. For me, I believe I have almost every client that I do long-term work with write their vision in first person present tense, be very detailed, very accurate. He just had tears running down his face. Oh, I love you. You're so sweet. Um, and, and, and get very clear in your vision of what you want. Then create your vision board and see how much is in that board and put it somewhere where you'll see it, like in a closet where you dress every morning or on your, wherever. Well, depends that's on where, where my vision board was. It was in my closet. The bad part was it was, hidden behind everything th that was in there. Aww, yeah, it still came true. Yeah, and then I busted it out, and I was like, dude. Well, you know where I went with that and where I'm feeling a little sad is that house had, we each had our own beautiful, large walk-in closets. Oh, my God, that yeah, was that so was great. nice. The house we're in now, we have one small walk-in that we share and not very well. So anyway, um, but yeah, that was nice. I'm flashing on that closet now. I need to manifest a bigger closet. So NLP is a big part of it. You know, there's a, a poster that I see people buy sometimes says, if you can dream it, you can do it. So the dreaming it is okay. I'm not anti-dreams by any manner if you can dream it. The part people don't focus on, they focus on, ooh, if I can dream it. The second half of that is if you can do it, you have to take action. You you can't just have, uh, you know, simply your focus on it and that's all it takes. You have to be willing to take the intention and the action, you know, to do it. If you're, if you're going in the direction of flow in your life, then it's all pretty easy. It's pretty clear what your next step is supposed to be and the next thing you're supposed to be doing to have it all, you know, come true. But it's a combination of being clear, being detailed, believing that you can manifest it, believing that it will happen. If you manifest something and the next sentence behind it is, well, I don't think this could really come true, but I wish it would, you already shot it in the foot. You got to stop, do it again, because that doesn't work. You have to say, this is what I need. This is what I'm worth. This is what I expect. This is what I will put intention behind. This is what I will do to get it. And this is what I won't do to get it. And that's the other one is we all look at sometimes things like that and we say, oh, this is what I would do to get that. But sometimes it's all the things you need to say to yourself, and this is what I'll stop doing in order to get it. So for instance, you might say, oh, I'm going to really work hard at blah, 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 but I'm also going to stop watching TV in the evenings so I have the time to put into the project. It's what you're not doing that's creating the manifestation as much as what you are doing. So a lot of, lot of power behind all of it. I could yammer on a lot about manifestation. 
Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. When I say to people, everything you have in your life today that you like was once a goal or a dream or a wish, right? Everything. There's nothing you could say wasn't. So wherever our listeners, wherever you're living, whoever your horse is, whatever, you know, we all make decisions in our life. Now, if you don't like where your life is, then you've got to look at making better decisions and different decisions to take you where you want to go in your manifestation. But otherwise, somebody says, oh, I want this bigger, different house on a lake. That's what I want to manifest. Great. And they look at the house they're in now. There was a time the house you're in now was your dream. It was what you were reaching for. That's why you're living in it. So go back to who you were then and say, yeah, when I was back then earning what I was earning then, hanging with the people that I was hanging with then, whatever the scenario is, that was your goal. That was your dream and that was your goal. So all of them are, and we just have to be really consciously aware of what we're creating and what we're aiming for so that we have a better chance of getting it. Well, now that you mention it, I can recall manifesting, of all things, a Honda Civic. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how you've risen in the world. Honda's a great car. You've had a lot of Hondas. You've loved them. You're right. So so because you saw it and you said, that's the car I want? Or how did it work for you? Uh, At the time, I had been driving used cars for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I had said... You know, I just want this Honda Civic, you know. And, and brand it, new. Yeah, Because you usually new. bought yeah, used cars. Yeah, you want yeah. a brand new, right? And, uh, yeah, I just, I think I even wrote it down pretty much. I think much. you did, too. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the first car you bought after we were together. No, this was prior. prior oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I was thinking of a gray did, one. But I did write it down. Yeah. Nice, nice. I know the one you got when we were together, I made a comment about... Uh, the car you were driving, we were dating. It wasn't very nice. It showed just how spoiled I, by the way, I spoiled myself. I have not made my money off divorce or inheritance. I spoiled myself, but I had done a good job. Do you remember the snarky comment I made? Please get a car with what? There was something about it. I really didn't like, I was like, I can't believe you don't get a car with leather seats. Yep. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and part of that comes because I'm in love with my Bernie's Mountain Dogs, and they go in a car once, and they shed a lot. And you can clean it off a of leather really easy. You can't clean it off cloth seats very easily. I can recall my manifested car when I moved to Denver. It got stolen. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. But I had had it for, you know, three years or so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I met you, you were driving the Toyota, the truck. Right. Which had a lot of miles on it. 
And it was a great little truck. And then it went to our son, Kevin. He drove it all through high school and college. Yeah. And then and it came back to us. Then it came back to us. It went to our granddaughter. Yeah. That, that truck. Yeah. yeah. And it, it died a good death. <laughs> so <laughs> it, went, it went almost 300,000 miles. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, got, it got a lot of use. So I think that one of the stories that people want to know, well, I'm going to say it this way. I don't share this story very often, and I don't recommend it to you to follow it if you're looking for a mate, unless you feel fairly confident that you like yourself. You, as I said before, water seeks its own level. So liking yourself, believing in yourself, knowing your worth, knowing that you have worth being a living, breathing child of God, you have worth. And if you're at that place in your life when you're ready for somebody who will respect you and be a true partner and all these kinds of things, then I promise you this system works. If you're not ready yet, get a hold of one of my certified practitioners around the country. Write to me and I'll sign you up with the right one. Do a little bit of work. Do some work with them to figure that part out, to get rid of the unfinished business, to learn who you really are and what you're really worth and, and what you want to have happen. So doing that, having said all that, once you feel you're at that place, because when Dane and I met, we had both been divorced. We had both dated other people for a while. We both were very much raising our children. Kevin was 11 and Molly was 14, 13. And it was important to both of us to be good parents more than it was to be dating. And so I think we both felt like, yeah, I don't know, finding another person's kind of lower on the list. We were both in that place. My career was very important. My daughter's health was very precarious. So we had a lot of other things in the way. And, um, and we'll, we'll tell how we met too, but I want to say first, I went to Fort Collins, Colorado, used to have this little sort of metaphysical fair and you could find everything from crystals to cute tops to wear to posters to a thousand different things. But you also could pay $20 for 20 minutes of somebody's intuitive time and intuitive uh, reading. So I met this woman and she asked me, she said, you are single. I said, yes, I'm single. Do you have a boyfriend? Nope. Why not? You know, she was like, what's going on? Because it's looking to her, you should have the love of your life. And I go, well, I don't. And I'm not looking and I'm not interested. And I said, I would be interested if I could find the right man, but I'm not interested in dating and kissing any more toads, not interested in the toads. So she said, well, here, you're ready for this. So she said, I'm going to give you the key to manifesting this great guy. If you'll put the work in, you're going to manifest a great man. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. So she said, I want you to get a white paper plate, the old fashioned kind with the little ridges all the way around the edge. She said, I'm going to have you write all over the center, the smooth part of the plate, everything you desire, you want, you must have, you need in a partner. And then on the little ridges all the way around the edge of the plate, whether you fill in two of them or all of them, it doesn't matter the limits to what you will not tolerate in a relationship, what you won't have, what cannot come near you. It's your, it's your absolutes that are there. So don't waste it. Don't waste it on something that, you know, would be a human thing that, that a guy would do, you know, really spend it wisely how you want to do that. 
and, and focus on both of those parts. When you have the plate completely filled in, and she said, take a month to do it. Don't try to do it in a sitting. Take a month or so and really make sure it's complete because you're going to send this to the universe and the angels and God to fulfill. So I'm like, okay. I took it very seriously. She said, when you're done, I want you to cut the ridges away from the center of the plate. Then I want you to take the ridges first, and you're going to go outside under a full moon, and you're going to read these things that you don't want in a partner out loud, and then you're going to burn them under that moon. She says, burn it safely, have a dish, you know, do it the smart way, but burn those things and release them. This is what I definitely cannot have in a mate. So then she said, when the moon is new, and it's there's no moon in the sky, right? It's a new moon where it's going to become building out bigger and bigger every day. That's the moon to pull who you want in. So you're going to go out under the new moon and you're going to read all those things out loud, turn it all over and burn that. She said, and then within 30 to 60 days, you'll meet him. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I don't know exactly what I thought about it, but I also thought it couldn't, be a bad exercise to really see how much had I learned in 48 years on this planet and different relationships. And I was very clear what I did not want. I was very clear that I had, I I worked a lot and, you know, I needed a man who would understand how much I work, how passionate I am about my work, that the horses are a given. It isn't like, well, maybe we could board those out somewhere. Nope. That I could have somebody who would support me emotionally with my daughter because I never had that. Her father definitely participated financially in some of her care, but was not at the hospital, wasn't hands-on, didn't rub my back when I got home. So it wasn't a partner in that. So all of these different things were, were really there. And so it was February. I went out under the full moon, which is the releasing moon, and I read the things I I said, they've got to be a non-smoker, for instance. They have to not have a lot of their own furniture, (laughs) although in the center of the plate, it needed to say he had a great credit rating and was very responsible with money. Not that he had to have a lot of money, but I wanted a great credit rating and very responsible with money because I had been through that in my life with someone. And though I, I really put that stuff in. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've never been a smoker myself. It makes me nervous around a farm and hay and everything else. So the non-smoking was a big one for me. So, you know, just those things. I didn't have a lot of have-tos. I didn't want somebody with anger issues, you know, this kind of stuff. So, okay. So I do that. I burn it. A couple of weeks later, it's going to be the new moon. I go out under the new moon and I read with my heart fully open Uh, I believe in bodhicitta, and if you don't know what that is, I'll do a podcast on it sometime. So I went completely soft and bodhicitta under the new moon and read who I was looking for and what I was looking for. That was the end of February. I got on a flight to New York City March 29th, 18 years ago, and my seat on the plane got moved from my original seat to a seat next to a man and his son. His son was by the window, looking out the window and being a little goofy kid. And 
and he's sitting in the middle. And because they moved my seat, I have all this stuff in my arms. And I go, here, could you hold this? And I didn't wait for a yes. I just yeah, sort of And hit. I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> he tells it privately that I bent over and he looked down my sweater, but okay. So anyway, he held all the stuff. I sat down on that plane and we had three and a half hour flight and really recognized in about an hour and a half that this guy has those qualities off that plate. So I took him seriously. I really think if I had met you at a party or a barbecue or a social event, I wouldn't have taken you seriously because I've always gone for a type. I've always gone for the PhD, high educated, successful business type, you know, and you were real and honest and fun and all of those things and have been a perfect partner for me. Yeah. One of the things you didn't put on the plate Uh-oh. was like tall. <laughs> Wanted somebody with hair. Oh, shush. <laughs> He's a little sans hair. <laughs> He's sans hair. I can't picture you with hair. I love you exactly hey, the then, way you are. Uh, you should have put on there about my laugh. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> so we finally go out. Well, we met on the plane, right? And everything's great. Yeah. And, and there's lots of stories around that that are fabulous too, but just so fun. And three and a half hours later, we both knew we wanted to go out and I was traveling and speaking all over the country and my daughter was very ill. And so anytime I was home, I was with her and the rest of the time I was working. But so when he asked me out to dinner, I said, I can go in six weeks. (laughs) It's not usually a turn on for a guy, but we went out, went to Zolo Grill, you know, six weeks later, it was a lot of fun. So I don't know. I manifested you. You didn't really exist before that I was somewhere yeah you were on my vision board right yeah (laughs) and see the things that maybe would have mattered to me in my 20s that you had hair and that you were tall and you know all that stuff might have mattered when I was less secure but as I became more who I am and more confident and more secure in my own life those things weren't what I was looking for. Right. You know, I was looking for somebody that knew how to be emotionally available and could connect and was fun. And, and I think, I don't want to say the word tolerant, but understanding about my career well, pl- and my daughter. Hey, and you also make that joke about, he's really secure, but I don't know if he should be. <laughs> that was at dinner with you. That was about our second date. I said, I'll say this, you're the most secure guy I've ever gone out with. And then, I didn't mean to say it out loud. I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure you should be, but you are. <laughs> Probably wasn't the best thing to say. But, you know, and you showed me right away who you were. The first time that we got the knock at the door and it was my sweet daughter saying, Mom, I need to go to the emergency room. I went to put my shoes on and grab my coat and get dressed and rush as much as I could. And you got out of bed and I knew you were going to work at four in the morning and you got out of bed and you were getting dressed and I'm going, what are you doing? Well, I'm going with you. Well, you don't have to do that. I had never had anybody do that. And you went with me and you were there through the whole ER experience and always there. And she knew you cared and I knew you cared. And it was, um, that was an incredible experience. Or if I was stuck in the hospital for a week with her, when I got home, you made sure there was, you know, Chinese food and a hot bath, you know, something to take care of me after me taking care of her all that time. So it was fabulous in there. So I do believe we manifest things in life and I'm very grateful that I manifested you. Yeah. So there you go. So I do think there's a lot through 
all of this that I've said today, and if you're interested in working with one of our practitioners, to prepare yourself to be the best you can be, to draw to yourself the best they can be, that that is a big part. When I have clients write a vision, I'll have them write a vision for three to five years out. And then I say, now your real work is becoming the person who can step into that vision and and own and deserve that vision. That's the personal work to get to the end of the vision. Well, we want to thank Hope Through Horses for sponsoring this podcast. They sponsor part of this podcast, and we are very grateful for that. Uh, Hope Through Horses is a nonprofit. They are based all on donations. You can look at hopethroughhorses.com if you'd like to. They support our Touch by Horse programs, our certified practitioners, and the public in affording the work. And we're grateful to them uh, in every way. So thank you, Hope Through Horses, for sure. And it's good to be back. Yeah, great yeah, to be back good, in good Colorado. Back here a little bit and, cooler. And, yeah. Uh, can't wait for our upcoming summit. Yeah, exactly. I'm already missing the ocean a little bit, but yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, we hope you have a very blessed day, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.